Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. It's me. I'm back. I'm Eric. I'm James. And I'm Mikey. And we'd just proudly like to say... Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) (laughs) Top of the show. Getting back into it. I thought we were going to sneak it in a bit more subtle than that. No way, man. At some stage, but maybe not. Uh, We're just getting right on this. uh, Music to our ears. Right away. Things feel just nice and back to normal. I think so. The stars have lined back up again. We Uh, are uh, The universe is... Uh, in its proper place. Eric has a live mic, not on the phone nope. this time. Eric nope, back, back sitting in my living room back in, in Mount room. Pleasant Studios. Well, well, and, well. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you uh, haven't figured out where I live yet, um, that's a fun That's a fun task for the listeners. If they've figured it out, come knock on my door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super how, fans. How does it feel to be back? It, uh, it feels good, man. I'm um, a little jet-lagged. I'm sure it'll catch up with me later. I know that uh, everyone keeps saying, "Oh, time zones are time zones are just a, you know, a man-made construct. They're not real." <laughs> in your but, head, that's uh, what I always say. Yeah, they're always they're in your head, but uh, never matter. Yeah. I'm sure it'll kick my ass later on. <laughs> so when did I'm you feeling la- good right now, though. When did you land? Nine nine thirty nine forty five Vancouver time. Mm-hmm. After a uh, yeah p.m. p.m. Uh, Mikey was kind enough to. Uh, Pick Sabine and I up from the airport. Five dollars for parking. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. We we'll ride that one off. Won't <laughs> say that again. I thought you had someone uh, covering that. Someone already on the way. We did, but he had an early morning to work. So uh, yeah, Picking your work day over. Yeah, had guy. to uh, take Mikey up on it. But nice. uh, it was good. Good to see a friendly face. Uh, fresh, fresh off the airplane. It was a, it was a bit of a slog as travel days often are. We didn't fly directly back home from Paris, so uh, we had a four hour stopover in Montreal, which. Made for nearly a 20-hour travel day. It, it's, yeah. it's always worse when you have layovers coming back because you're exhausted yeah. from holidaying. Yeah. Like, at that point, you just want to get back. Absolutely. You know? Drags um, And so I feel like layovers on the way back are always worse than on the way over. Totally. Yeah, and you're straight back to it today. So uh, once again, we have this lovely view that me and Mikey have been without for the last few weeks. Yeah, we've been in James's yeah. haunted <laughs> haunted dungeon, yeah, so it's Mikey, nice. Mikey's uh, just regained his composure after a haunted episode last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not so. No, we got this lovely view again here. Uh, lovely to see the mountains again. We've got lovely blue skies today. Um, the ski run up at Grouse Mountain just waiting for that snow. It should be imminent in the next month or so. Beautiful. And it's uh, it's been this lovely and sunny since I've been gone, right? Every every single day it's been these nice blue skies, nice kind of I, moderate moderate temperatures, light jacket kind of weather, right? I don't know if you've been sarcastic or not. <laughs> yeah. but no, no, it actually probably hasn't rained for two weeks, i got to say. Oh, wow. It's been nice, yeah. And I can judge that by how dirty my car gets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I usually just let the rain wash it. Nature's car wash. Free wash. Well, I drove us all but, here earlier. I think there was a lingering look on my car that Mikey had, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty dirty. <laughs> no, no, but but my car is absolutely horrendous, so that means that it uh, it uh, hasn't rained for a while. True. No mm. complaints. Well, it's, uh, yeah, needless to say, happy to be back, but uh, we did want to talk a little bit about layovers because, of course, that is something, something with traveling I'm sure everyone's had to deal with uh, in their own way every once or twice, um, so we thought we'd make a little layover survival guide. Um, Unlike uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, no longer surviving, but... Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) (laughs) 
Never used this soundboard. James and me set a dangerous precedent last week by I using know. it for the first time. We introduced it. And, and now we've figured out how to customise the soundboard, which is even yeah. more dangerous. Yeah, you can yeah. do it on board, no computer required. You can just record on the fly, so it's dangerous. But, I mean, we did spend a lot of money on this machine, so I'm glad we're using some more of its yeah, features, other than, features other than just volume. Rather than the, the canned, baked-in but, soundboard. Uh, so, what were we talking about? Layovers. Layovers. Yeah. Why don't we talk about, nice. do we have any really bad layover stories to, to begin with? Things I think that so. Sink things. What yeah, about for you guys? I've yeah. definitely got a few up there, the nightmare scenarios. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I've had, uh, the worst layover I can recall was uh, flying back from that uh, Central America trip. We went into uh, length about. <laughs> Haven't heard about that. our friends, Wolf and Caitlin. No. Oh, you should listen to it. Uh, I believe in magic. Okay. I think it's called. It's Do you believe available. in magic? Yeah. I, actually, I only just realized that Belize is in the Commonwealth. Yep. Yeah. Only I, I, I didn't realize that. Formerly British Honduras mm. is what okay. it was called. Mm. One of the sixteen countries still. So yep. yeah, still in the Commonwealth. Anyways. But weirdly, their currency is tied to the U.S. dollar. It's a it's a a linked currency, so that the Belize dollar is always worth exactly half on par. The U.S. But yeah. So do they have the queen still on on the note then? As part of the, I believe they do. Yeah. So the dollar, but with the queen. He wouldn't know. He like couldn't get off. money out from the ATM, no, so he never. No, he, no. he just spent Caitlin's money the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that, that's how it was. <laughs> so what happened oh, in uh, Belize? Well, flying back, um, it was it was a very long travel day because Caitlin and I had booked round trip from Belize City. Uh, to fly in and out, but had kind of underestimated how long it was going to take to get around by bus in Central America. So we realized by the end of the trip that we had to fly. We could only really make it a one-way trip uh, to Honduras, and then we had to book a flight back to Belize City rather than just traveling by bus back there. So that started our day, and then we arrived in the Belize City Airport, and Caitlin had booked a different flight home than me. She was flying back to Regina. I was flying back to Vancouver. And uh, the flight from Honduras got in at like 10 in the morning, and I didn't fly out till probably 3 in the afternoon. So uh, that was layover five hours to start. And then that flight brought me to um, Miami where I had to spend probably another five hours. And <laughs> then Miami uh, flew into Chicago and got there at about one in the morning, where uh, my next flight went at uh, seven in the morning and then didn't then got delayed three hours till 10. So it was, uh, it was a full like nearly 36 hours by the time. Yeah. That's, I was, uh, I was back home one. and... It was made better by something I would uh, definitely suggest people use, though, which is a website called Where to Sleep in Airports. Oh, nice. com. Is it an something app? Something like that. Or not an app. I think it was just a website. I can't remember where I heard about it, but uh, literally has like all these major airports, pretty much every major airport in the world listed. And it's like, oh, yeah. So if you go over to like gate 36, they actually have a really nice S-shaped bench in O'Hare Airport in Chicago, which is great where you can hide your bag underneath and just lay out on it. So do, oh, they, wow. like, do they rate each kind of area? Yeah, like, okay. exactly. So and the they talk about bench. like where like coffee shops or restaurants are yeah. and like great, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Oh, that's so, uh, very handy. 
It is. It's a weirdly specific but incredibly handy thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think my first layover tip would be, though, uh, be rich enough that you can afford not to have them <laughs> would be my... That's yeah, 100%. No yeah. yeah, because it's it's a sacrifice. You either go direct and pay the extra money or save your money and have, like, four stop-offs on the way to somewhere. And yeah. so... the. Um, when I went home two years ago, yeah, it took me 37 hours to get from Vancouver to Perth, stopping in San Francisco, Auckland, Sydney. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty horrendous. And then since then, I just try and get as direct as possible, you know. What would be the most direct for you? Like Vancouver to scenario. Sydney and then yeah. Sydney to Perth, which is still 19 hours of travel, 19 hours of flying, plus a, you know, three-hour stopover. Um, well... I know that there's going to be some big developments in air travel like over the next, uh, they say, like 10 to 20 years. Uh, that apparently UK to Australia, I think by the 2030, that they were saying, oh, no, 2050, I think it was a bit further on, a four-hour flight from... Wow. Yeah, so... Sorry. Well, they, for the last year, they've been doing Perth to Heathrow nonstop, mm-hmm. which is about 16 hours nonstop, and then they just tested that Qantas flight the longest commercial flight ever from New York to Sydney, 19 hours and 23 minutes, Ouch. I think. Uh, it was on the new um, the, uh, the Dreamliner, and uh, they had 40 passengers on plus four pilots, and everybody had to wear, like, monitoring devices that would uh, monitor everything, all your bodily <laughs> and, and mental functions, making sure nobody's going crazy, making sure the pilots are getting enough sleep. And, and, and things like that. Well, it can happen because I'd say uh, the flight from England to New Zealand, uh, the travel time, 27 hours, uh, but obviously with a stop off. But that was the only time. I wouldn't call it a panic attack, but when you start to realise how long you've been on the plane <laughs> and you're like, I, can't, I haven't breathed fresh air. I haven't yeah. walked on the grass. And I was just kind of like feeling my heart going a bit faster, just yeah. realising I couldn't do any of those things. Like, okay, I'm, I'm 17 hours in now and I've still got, you look at the clock, it's game over. Yeah. Know, do you ever notice that when you're flying to like, I, I started to get like this yesterday you start to look at other passengers on the plane like your enemies what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Once it kind of, as i'm starting that to long. board when I, I always like to board last because i'm like yeah. i'm already sitting down the only bad thing is you don't get cabin space but yes. for your bags because yeah. people put ridiculous size bags on don't get me started on that on that is my biggest time. pet peeve of all time i think i've already spoken about it but i walk down the aisle and i'm just looking at people kind of like Ugh, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be breathing your yeah. air, uh, like yeah. well, I'm sharing the air with with and, these. People. And you get the barefooters and the the shoes straight off. Oh you yeah, that as well. Like <laughs> next to you, just got like a row of shoes. Yeah, I, have you never been guilty of that? I've though? been guilty, but uh, I just mean you know if you're looking at breathing the same air. It, it's funny, isn't it? Out. You start to look at passengers as your enemy. Oh yeah, yes. like, and boarding that flight too. Like even even waiting at the gate. And they start making the boarding call announcements. Like, there's those people that are just like waiting to jump or like cut you off in line. And I'm like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. just, just oh, take no. it easy. And no. and the people up and down on the flight the whole way. Like, I always get what I need for the flight, kind of down in you know, put it in the seat behind you, mm-hmm. get a few things with you, and then. But there's people straight up, up and down in that compartment um, yeah. throughout the flight, and you're just like, why haven't you got like what you need? Down mm. there? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I thought I'd fact check that because you know I was saying by 2050 the old four hour mm-hmm. London to Sydney flight. Um, they say by the tw- by 2030s it's going to be a hypersonic space plane. That's wow. gonna promise a, is that promise, Elon? That sounds uh, like an Elon, Elon thing. Yeah. That is. Um, it's uh, be a hypersonic rocket engine being developed in the UK. 
Uh, so yeah, I think it's just more like a, a concept thing. I don't think it's yeah. going to be everyday booking. Uh, yeah, but four I mean, hours, that's pretty insane. I wonder so. what they're going to do about, I guess it's just going to fly at crazy altitude. I think they say crazier than Concord, which was obviously... Because that was the big issue. It was the noise thing that, I mean, there are a lot of factors that mm-hmm. caused yeah. the demise of Concord, but yeah. th- but the, the l- how loud it was... Is, yeah. is what really started to piss people off. And this is a hypersonic rocket. That ain't going to be quiet. That's no. Yeah. That's, be what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Hypersonic <laughs> space plane. And with climate change and everything that's happening, I mean, putting yeah. something like that, four hours to carry, I don't know how many people that Yeah, carry, And I mean, there's, be, you know, like Heathrow, there's like residential areas all around it. Like urban areas are sprawled. Like I remember Perth Airport. When I was a kid, Perth Airport seemed so far away from housing and yeah. now housing is just surrounded by it. So yeah. most airports have to have a curfew now with when planes can land and take off. That's why there's not a lot of 24-hour um, yeah. airports anymore. Well, I mean, one of the things about living in Vancouver as well, it's, you're talking about houses dotting around. In the UK, where we live down in the southeast, getting to the airport mm-hmm. is like a full day. Like You've got mm-hmm. to allow that time, uh, leave really early because of the motorway traffic, and it's going to be like two hours on a good day, but then yeah. there's accidents and stuff. So uh, like half the day spent getting to the airport in Vancouver – you know, you were picked up last night, Mikey yeah. grabbed you, and you're back home, you know, chilling. 25-minute drive. Minutes, yeah. 25-minute drive, half hour on the train if you want to. Would have been quicker if that dickhead in front of us knew how to pay for his parking. Well, but, yes. Um, anyway, oh, there was that's a, another someone. story. Mikey <laughs> had a little dispute with <laughs> somebody uh, leaving the airport last night. Oh, was it, Put what? the token in the machine and the boom gate opens, mate. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's fumbling around, was he, trying to get Yeah. Out. So you mentioned you sleep in airports that's something in my early traveling days i would do i'd love to try and sleep these days i take the complete opposite route i kind of i try and avoid sleeping if i'm connecting on another flight i'd rather sleep on the plane so i put off Mm -hmm. sleeping Mm -hmm. and i try and just be as normal as possible i love like going to either a bar or a restaurant and eating in the airport have a nice meal yep Try and hopefully most airports have showers. I love, you know, taking a little shower, just washing up, cleaning your teeth. Just feel as normal as possible seems to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know, just try and get your mindset into the time zone that you're about Mm -hmm. to fly to. It's the mind over matter again. You know, already start that process of getting in there. I was going to ask, would you splash for the the lounges, you know, where you've got like the the showers and you've got places you can just kind of be out the way? Have you done that? I haven't done that. Nah, I mean, I don't have the money to do it, so that's the main yeah. reason. Well, I, I was excited I, on the last flight back here when I went back uh, for that wedding. On the way back, me and Laura in the airport and just like, oh, yeah, look, there's a, a lounge right here. Let's just let's do it. We're, like, actually getting quite excited. And she was like, oh, sorry, that's for uh, Virgin Gold members only. Right, okay. For virgins uh, only. <laughs> yeah, that's why we couldn't get in, mate. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, t- turn straight away. Then it's like, uh, oh, are you a Virgin Gold member? It's like, oh, no. And I was like, you know, we were willing to, you know, whatever it was, 20 pounds, whatever it was going to be. It's probably a lot more than that. But uh, Yeah. Well, when when uh, I went on a Kentucky tour that I've spoken about, I think, um, on this podcast a couple of years ago, I was meeting my – so I was coming from Vancouver and we were meeting in London. And then my mate was coming from Perth. And he decided to splurge and went all out, first-class Emirates. Oh, And, wow. and when you buy first-class Emirates, they pick you up from your house, take you to the airport, and then, you know, on the other side, they take you to your accommodation, and it's a it's a Rolls Royce that they pick you up in. <laughs> so my mate around. Graham, shout out, mate, um, he got picked up, and he, like, he decided to wear a suit on board, which <laughs> I think isn't the best choice for a 
16 hour flight. Um, but it kind of lost its <laughs> lost its image a bit because this fancy, nice Rolls Royce then drops him off at like a really cheap hostel in London. <laughs> and I'm waiting out the front for him. And he didn't tell me that he was doing this. And he's like texting me. He's like, yeah, I'm 10 minutes away. So I wait out the front of the hostel. And then he gets out of a fucking Rolls, Rolls Royce. I'm like, what? <laughs> but uh, Did he have the suit on already? At that point? Yeah, he had the suit on. He took it off on the flight and they, they give you pajamas. So he's wearing the pajamas. Wow. And then he Cozy. put the suit back on for the landing. Um <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that was, I mean, I would never splurge for anything like that. And they're no, splurging and that that's, that's next level. That's that's a big chunk of change. I, I would almost splurge for like a sky bed. I'd like to experience that. Yeah. yeah. But having this chauffeur shit, I don't know about. <laughs> no, it, about it's this. too much. I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday. It would be fun to like get one of those credit cards that you get the bir- built-in airport lounge with or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yep. bonus. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of comfort goes goes a long way How in those situations. Yeah. How do you usually approach a stopover, James? I'm with you. I power through, you know, just try not the sleeping. I don't know. I just don't like waking up in an airport with the, the bright light shining down. It's just quite a sterile environment there as well. And you just, everyone's pissed off. Everyone's waiting for their flight. And there's delays yeah. and you're just all in it together. But And I, I never sleep well as well because I'm so concerned about, like, my bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I would, if I did sleep... Back when I was younger and I travelled, I'd always get like a tassel on the bag and I'd tie it around my wrist. So if someone tried to take it, I'd get dragged along (laughs) and I would at least wake up and and know. But did you watch uh, the show like The Real Hustle where they show you all the scams that they do uh, in kind of day-to-day life? It's a... Uh, well, there's lots at, of situations. Uh, what, was, at airports? Yeah, it's a BBC oh. show. It's just the, called The Real Hustle. And there was a specific airport episode where they showed you a few of the scams. Uh, one of them's just kind of, if they got the bag on the chair next to them with the passport in there, kind of distract them from the other side and be, hey, excuse me, madam, can I just... They've got like the uniform on and things like staff. Mm-hmm. And then while they're chatting, someone else is unzipping the bag and grabbing their uh, documents and passport and yeah. purse and everything. So, yeah, just seeing things like that just des- definitely gives you a bit more of a... Keep your wits about you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, yeah it's it's just about keeping your wits about mm. you. I remember running into one girl when I was traveling, and like, her she had lost her passport three times, and also had her laptop stolen. She'd only been traveling for like two months or something, and all of this had happened in two months. Like, oh, I'm brutal. like, how, how yeah. can you not have your wits about you to yeah. to keep track? Oh, Eric's got a tear rolling down his face, keep remembering his laptop gone, not yes. travel related. Yeah, but, sorry. Uh, yeah, but, it hurts. but I got it back. Fortunately, you did the um, episode. Where do, where do you keep your your passports when you're walking around with them? In my girlfriend's purse. <laughs> <laughs> she was the uh, the bearer of the passports on uh, this most. Recent trip, she uh, she kept him close in I'm her side bag, and she was kind of the designated person. We kind of decided because I think it just so happened she was hanging on to both of them when we started the first few days of the trip, and then it mm-hmm. just became okay. You hold on to them, so there's never any. Oh, I thought you had them. Uh, no, yeah, I thought yeah, you had sure. them. I always love doing that little prank as well. When Laura's got them, I'm just like. Uh, oh no! When I've got them, and I'm just like, oh yeah, Laura, just uh, grab the passports out. Like, yeah, you've, yeah. Got, you've got them. That, that, that Gets concern. there every time. Yeah, and I'm just oh, like, yeah, yeah. But well, one, got, one day yeah. there's going to be the karma will come back. You got, you got ones that can hang around your neck. Yeah, and you put it under your shirt. They're the worst ones because someone okay. can easily cut it from behind. Oh, they got the drops scissors. off. Yeah. Then you yeah. got the ones that are like it's like a, 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 a slim a money belt, mm. and you wear mm. it around your waist. That's okay as well. I step it up though. I yeah. buy the one that dangles around your neck but I use the cord to tie it around my waist. Wow. Right. And then I put the passport part part 
down my pants, <laughs> damn, up against my dick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it is impossible because trust me, if I know if yeah, someone's touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there is there is no way you can lose it. I am quite paranoid when it comes so, to passports, I gotta admit. And then you also travel with a living a broadcast coaster in your back pocket too, right? Just to throw them off. Like a, exactly. A, a dummy it's a, passport. It's a decoy. It's yeah. a decoy. Available soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I had you for a fanny pack guy. I don't know. Just picture, uh, picture the bum bag. Or, uh, yeah, that's another thing. We're talking about French sticks and weird dialect changes. Have you heard of that, Eric, that we call it a bum bag? A Becky? bum bag, yes, as opposed <laughs> to the fanny pack. Yeah. Uh, I think in Australia we call it we call it either but you know like where we're from james a fanny is something different to what a fanny is here so it is so fanny pack yes yeah i I just go uh, in terms of keeping your passport i I just do regular checks like even if you've seen it three times in your bag just every time i like moving anywhere checking the the pocket i've got it in just make sure it's there there you go yeah because you just never you just never know dta you don't trust anyone yeah when i when i came back from australia sitting at the airport uh having a Coffee with mum and dad, getting mm-hmm. ready to say goodbye. We'd, you know, already gone through security and I was, you know, just had to get through customs. And uh, mum and dad are, uh, yeah, we're having, we're having a coffee and dad accidentally knocks his coffee and it goes mm-hmm. all over my passport. Oh, no. And it's just soggy. And sometimes if your passport's too, yeah. too run down, they, they can actually deny you travel. Mm-hmm. So I had to go straight into the washrooms and get it under the, the hand dryer, try to blow it as much as possible. But I didn't have time. I had to go through customs really soon. And so um, the, the Australian customs officer, you know, asked for my passport and I hand over this very soggy, stinky passport. <laughs> he had the most confused look on his face and he goes, geez, mate, what's happened here? <laughs> and go, oh, the old man spilled his coffee on it. Is that, is that going to be a problem? And he goes, nah, shouldn't be a problem here. You know, fingers crossed, you know, should, should be all right in Canada when you get there. And I'm like, wait, should be okay? Can you give me some, you know, clarification whether it would be? And he goes, nah, it's up, it's up to them. Uh, I'm yeah. like, you're not it's filling not me with here. a lot of confidence, mate, but no, uh, at least be. I can get on the plane. It should be okay, Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, was it totally seeped through then every page? Like the, the Yeah, every every page was, it had, yeah, it had run in and, um, yeah. But, Full spillage. But we got in now. But yeah, I had, uh, we talk about nightmare layovers coming back from Thailand and mm-hmm. stopped off in Sri Lanka and just a regular stopover. It's going to be four hours and uh, away we go. But I had a complication where on my body, my immediate, my torso, I developed a rash in the time of the, of the flight. So Ooh. I suddenly started getting a bit, bit kind of hot, bit itchy. And where, I was, where were you when this was happening? Uh, was on, the, on the plane? On the flight. Well, I, I didn't obviously look at that point. I was just like, oh, it's a bit itchy, but it's just maybe it's a bit stuffy in here. I didn't really think anything of it. <clears throat> and then when I got to the airport in Sri Lanka and just went to the, the big washroom there and just locked myself in the, uh, it was one of those self-contained ones. So you've got the whole room with the lock on it and just lifted up my shirt. And I just had like, it looked like measles all over the front of my body. And it was the most itchiest thing, and I was actually like what, seriously. And worried. you're just thinking, who the fuck was sitting next to me? <laughs> yeah, what where where have I? And I was like, where have I got this from? Like, this is is ridiculous. And at that point, it was to the point of like itching the the skin off. Like, so I was like Ugh. really red, horrible. It didn't look good. And you hear all them stories, you know, when there was like a SARS outbreak, yeah. they were so worried about someone with oh, SARS yeah. getting on a plane and transporting it to another country. Yeah. I'm sleep deprived. Did I'm you eat? S- were there onions in your meal? I honestly, well, the, the weird thing about it is, it had gone by the time I got. 
back to England. So I'm I'm worried mm. about it. Like I'm I'm seriously itchy. I'm thinking this is going to need to tension. This is not normal. Where the hell has this come from? And I'm not yeah. prone to like outbreaks or anything. Or like skin, no kind of eczema or anything running in there. Um, and the itchiness was just so intense. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like scabies or something. Like I've just got off some, I don't know, just yeah. some the chair I was sitting on or the the fleece that I had. It was like a shitty airline as well, mm-hmm. uh, cheapest whatever works. Um, but yeah, got back to England and the rash had totally disappeared. I didn't have yeah, to do anything, but. Yeah, as you say, that in that moment, uh, and I was thinking, was it onion? What, what's going on? But that would be the stomach issue. So, a very weird thing. But that that's got to be, even though it wasn't the most delayed layover, definitely the the most frustrating and the most like. I said to my mate, I was like, I'm covered in some kind of rash. And he was like, Oh, moving a seat over for <laughs> me. And I was like, Getting out of the way. Yeah, out of the that dodge. would be. Oh, I'm yeah. feeling itchy just thinking know, about yeah, that. It, it was it was bad, and especially when it's your body. Like I'm freaked out yeah. by anything like that too. And you're like seeing this, and it was like blotches all over there, and it was like all rays. I was like, Yeah. Like Probably just eggs. sensitive to yeah, like the cheap fleece blanket or something, something yeah. in it yeah. that, that you hadn't been used to or something. Sometimes yeah. it's just like the stale air and the disorientation. You're like you're not comfortable. You're kind of just like in maybe sweaty clothes. Yeah. Like an unlaundered t shirt or something like that. Yeah, and just like unwashed. your your immune system just does something freaky and throws your body through a loop and yeah, comes I'd, out of it. I've I probably yeah, attribute it to that, the lack of sleep. Yeah. Immune system at a low, and then just suddenly there must have been something in the yeah. air. But I'm, I'm just glad Shrek it didn't. Bug. Yeah, just glad it was, you know, out of there. Yeah. No shitty other, no other symptoms. Yeah. yeah, shitty airline, but uh, doesn't yeah. help. No, but yeah, that say there's been crazy ones where it's just mm-hmm. long, but you get through it, don't you? You got your music, yeah. and uh, I'd hate it. Uh, I've been on, uh, uh, yeah. If you had no music or something, yeah, or another, on your own. Do you have any really over. bad flights that that spring to mind? Uh, <laughs> I I've got a bad ahead. one. You go go for it. Um. And then, then I've got a follow up too. But um, I had a thirteen-hour flight back from, uh, or no, maybe maybe eleven hours, whatever. Long-ass flight from Taiwan back to Vancouver a few years ago, and I was really excited for this flight actually because um, it was a pretty underbooked flight. And when I went to check in online, like I booked um, a seat with no other occupants and I'm like I've got a whole row of three to myself this is perfect um I did the same thing on the way there I kicked up the armrests lied out slept probably seven hours on the flight it was beautiful um then I get to my seat and I'm like okay you know wait until they allow you to lift the armrests up and for whatever reason the row of seats I'd chosen did not have armrests that lifted up. They were uh, just static. Yeah, I static. Think, <laughs> I, I think you might have told this story. Maybe. Oh, it, have I it, done that? I'm not too sure. I don't know Sorry to repeat air. myself. Maybe it wasn't yeah, on air. It, okay. it's, it's hard to know. But uh, I, I did have a layover question too about what is the time threshold that you guys would consider leaving an airport during a layover? Mm. Oh, what? Well, like, like you can actually get out of there. Yeah, makes yeah, yeah, yeah. a difference. Well, depending on how far away the airport is from like yes. where you want to go to to near the city, some places mm-hmm. are pretty accessible. If it's got like a fast train or something like exactly. that, yeah, transit dependent. I would say probably like, anything over six. Anything over six I, hours. I was thinking eight to be safe, but yeah, I guess yeah. I've always had short because ones. Because even guess. like a three or four hour layover, it sounds like a lot. But, but yeah. in actual fact, it's it's not no. that much time. You don't want anything less than four hours. I don't think or else the you're going to be you're rushed. By the time you're actually, yeah, able to settle into the airport. Yeah, yeah six would be. Yeah. And I just can't be fucked sometimes, nah. yeah. especially if I'm on my way home. That's the, mm-hmm. I'm like, just get me. Yeah, and how long are you really going to get in the place yeah. before you've got to go back? You're constantly looking yeah. at the clock and you, if there's traffic and all the stress to deal with. Uh, the, have, you had long, yeah. have you had longer ones, guys? Have uh, you been able to leave? 
Yeah, I was going to say on my uh, on that same trip that I'd been to Southeast Asia, uh, Taiwan was kind of the stopover. And I had, I think it was 16 hours or something on that layover. And mm-hmm. immediately I went to the desk, Eva Air, and asked if there was a Sooner flight, but they were all sold out to Thailand. So I decided to... Uh, to leave the airport that day. I just like went through the customs, got my passport stamped and there was a bus. It was probably still about an hour long bus into the city. I'd looked it up ahead of time okay. and uh, had a really cool day. Actually, mm. Taiwan was technically the third country I'd ever visited besides Canada or the United States. <laughs> um, so if, if we count less than 24 hours, then yeah, nice. it was the, it was my third country, but uh, were you went traveling for, alone at that point as well? Yeah. Yeah. I was by myself. Um, but yeah, I had a, Sweet little half day in Taipei. Walked up. Uh, there's kind of a mountain near the city center um, called Elephant Mountain. Walked to the top and chatted with a monk that was hanging out at the top. Nice. He gave me some tea. And then I uh, walked around and uh, got drunk and then <laughs> went back to the airport. Excellent. Yeah. Nice uh, yeah, I had a 10-hour stop in Kuala Lumpur. Um, by the time I got out of the airport and into the city, I only had about two hours to explore. Yeah. It, it was good because 10 hours in the airport would have been a long time, but at the same time, I didn't really yeah. get a good feel of Kuala Lumpur. I would never say that I've been to yeah. KO mm-hmm. because yeah. it was only a couple of hours. Didn't really experience the culture um, no. yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, I had one uh, when I was, went on a family trip to Australia, so I went to visit family for Christmas, would have been 2003, and uh, yeah, I had a little Singapore stop-off, but that was like a proper, we booked it, so it, we mm-hmm. actually had a day and a night, so we stayed overnight in a hotel mm. in Singapore, went to a buffet. and It's very accessible um, as well, Singapore. It's small, the yeah. airport doesn't take long to get to places to see amazing yeah. airport too and like really clean out on the streets as mm-hmm. well and they had the, the no chewing gum rule uh, so i'm mm-hmm. like you know 16 year old chewing away got my skateboard under my arm chewing chewing gum and they're like and he was like <laughs> did the little beckoning finger to me like oh uh, you got caught chewing yeah, gum I, I was chewing gum because I, I honestly i was I, I didn't know i was like my mom and dad w- had never been to singapore so like, oh yeah there's a thing about chewing gum there um so uh, yeah i got i got called over and told to put it in the bin i was like oh <laughs> okay you know, it's just like being at school. Oh, you're chewing. Get, yeah. get out. No, sorry. Yeah. You actually kick you out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Huh? So yeah, well, you're back on solid ground now. Back on solid ground. Back, back to Vancouver. Uh, You've missed yeah. that sushi we heard. I do. Yeah. It, it's always the food I uh, crave when I'm away from Vancouver for any length of time. It's the uh, the good and accessible sushi. So yeah, you must have had the quite the... The diet out there as well, like trying a bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, okay. No, Are you trying to say this something? Is, this no, has been no, a no. reoccurring theme. I know I got a little a, a little chubbier on this I said uh, I said on this European trip. We did eat a lot. Um, that was kind that's of what a, a European uh, trips all about. Though, yeah, you yeah. just eat and drink a lot. I mean, if like I I have no desire to eat bread and cheese ever a fucking again. Nah, I'll say that. And he's put right off reindeer. Too. To be fair yeah. though, when when you're traveling, you're walking around so much that you're pretty much burning off everything yeah. you eat. I would say. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Not so much in my maybe, case, I maybe don't think. Not. But uh, yeah. the Segway tours. Yeah. No, we were. <laughs> I mean, fuck. We walked like I was looking at my step counter, and a weekly average of seventeen to eighteen thousand steps, which it said was the equivalent of like thirteen kilometers or so a day. But uh, there were days that we walked nearly double that. Yeah, and you factor and, in beer as well, and you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time in Oktoberfest, and exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, definitely had my fair share of indulgences. And uh, do, do you guys, are you guys much of food travelers, so to speak? Or uh, 
Not, not that much. No, not so much. What about you, Mikey? I'll 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 try it. I mean, okay. Like a lot of things. Yeah. You ate that you said. I remember trying that. Like if it's you know bratwurst mm-hmm. in Germany. Oh and, yeah. Sure. And all and the cheeses in cheeses and wine in in Paris and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I remember um, doing some weird ones at a guy on the side of the road was selling in Belarus was selling horse jerky. Okay. I regret that one. <laughs> All I right. And I regret back. I regret whale in um in Norway as oh, well. I tried the whale. Yeah, I did. It was it was disgusting. I I I really hated it. Um, yeah. How is it served as well? Does it come like with the blubber and stuff like like a little lot No, of it kind of looked like I don't know, it looked like thin salmon kind of thing, mm. just like thin sheets of salmon almost. Okay. But, um, well, that's what I mean like Traveling around in, in Iceland, it was they had all the, the kind of uh, blackboards outside, and it's like, hey, whale on the menu, and, and mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, like, maybe I should try a bit, but mm. just kind of carried on walking, and yeah, no, no regrets, but I guess that would have been me. I didn't buy it; in. someone else bought it, and okay. I just okay. decided to taste it off their plate. All you know, right, down meal. yeah, but that just, was just to all clarify. right. That was in a different I uh, meal. I was in Norway, but I didn't didn't try any whale. Um, tried some reindeer. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. It was uh, it was good. It was yeah. good. And that was meatballs. Yeah, it was in it was uh, meatballs. It was uh, in in a can, yes. <laughs> and apparently it's a it's a pretty common thing, like kind of a staple in in the average Norwegian, you know, household cupboard is uh, yeah. these meatballs. I wish I could remember the name, but um, so they're kept in the cupboard. Well, you, in you a can. Open up a Norwegian cupboard. There's in a, a can in of a tin can waiting for you. Yeah. Okay. Rudolph balls. Yeah. You don't refrigerate canned food. Yeah, I, I know, but it's it's yeah. Okay. You can just okay. <laughs> you not. <laughs> you don't usually keep meat in the cupboard. I guess canned, canned food. Meatballs. Think of canned tuna, really though. Them. It's just sitting on the shelf at the grocery store. Yeah, I guess yeah. So. I keep the tuna in, in the cupboard. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, point. no reindeer. In yeah, my, in my cupboards, but yeah, uh, yeah it, I, I think I tried. Uh, you know, when you're in the the Asian countries and trying the insects as well, mm-hmm. I had the old uh, bit of crispy ant. Yeah, yeah. In Cambodia, I tried cricket. And uh, when it's I was sport. drunk, I <laughs> ate a uh, deep fried scorpion in Thailand. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. You, were you too drunk to remember how it tasted? Was it a bit gristly? No, I remember it. It Texturally, it was gross, but uh, flavor wise, it was fried and salty. So, yeah, I say it just nothing wrong with some, that. Like, sunflower seeds. Exactly. And, yeah. With like, it, it, if you chew a sunflower seed with the shell on, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, good analogy. Yeah. If you were blindfolded and told it was a sunflower seed, Probably mm. <laughs> no, there's a big sunflower seed. Yeah. <laughs> got the stinger, right? Yeah, you it. hold it by the stinger and just go for it. Go for the pincers. Yep. Oh man, I have to try a bit of scorpion next time we. I don't recommend it. No. Okay, it's not, nah, not on nah, the nah. not on the hit list. No food f- traveling for food is fun though. Like I mean, it especially in Europe, it's a place where food is highly celebrated, yeah. and like it's incredibly regional there too. Um, one thing I was told in Spain, especially, is that uh, every tiny little town has like one specific dish or tapas and a special drink they're known for. Like every, mm-hmm. almost every little town you travel to has something that they hail as like, there's no better place in the world that, you know, makes this than us. And uh, that makes it yeah. Yeah, tantalizing for you. So it, mm. yeah, it's always fun to kind of like find, well, this is what they're known for and 
Well, this is the difference it. now. If I was to go now, I'd definitely be interested in things like that. But I yeah. traveled a lot of these countries when I was a lot younger. So for me, mm-hmm. food wasn't the first thing on my mind. And again, we talked about the skateboarding. Uh, that was always, you know, not the first thing, but we'd, we'd yeah. always go and sco- scope out the skate ability of the city. And yeah. Paris is one of those. So I wasn't, you get hungry, but then it was just, yeah, d- down the pub. And I just d- definitely different since yeah. I've been in Vancouver, North America. Um, so coming here a few definitely. years ago now, it'd be a different story getting around Europe. I yeah. wonder if, uh, you know, Europeans come to Canada and they're just amazed at all the incredible national foods that Canada have. <laughs> all, uh, all of them. Yeah, you, you get Fucking down the list, fr- maybe fries, gravy yeah, and got, cheese. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you get maybe three deep on the well-known Canadian food list. And Can you, you start name to be three? Like, uh, well, well, like poutine, poutine, maple syrup, and does that even count as food? Yeah, that's a stretch. Uh, you know, even like craft mm. dinner, people make a joke about. I don't know. Well, I I joke, but yeah. Austra- Australia is the exact same. We're not yeah. we're not the biggest foodies. England too, fish and chips. Yeah. Then what else you got? Yorkshire, yeah. like ro- a Sunday roast. Yeah. But that's. But there are also things that a lot of Western yeah. countries do as yeah. well. You know, yeah. it's so, not, yeah. not unique. No, no, the Commonwealth, uh, not particularly well known for their food. Just never noticed that photo on the wall. Obviously, listeners oh. can't see this, but do you want to describe what we're is seeing? Is that here? Lizzo? Yeah, there's a photo of Lizzo on the wall. Uh, yeah, that is new. I haven't She's seen it. Oiled up. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the corner of my eye. Wow, oiled yeah. up painting of Lizzo. Yeah, yeah I bought uh, I bought my girlfriend the vinyl record of Truth Hurts by Lizzo, and it came with a little poster of her. Nude, lying on her stomach, and uh, James has been tantalized by it. Apparently, <laughs> we're talking about food and yeah. Uh, but shout out to Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah, shouts out Lizzo. I know you listen. Not a very well known um, artist, you know. Never heard any of her music. No, no, no. never, never. never it's never on the radio here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, because uh, Eric's had some house sitters, so. You know, people yeah. that were watering his plants, you know? No, she uh, <laughs> she didn't decorate the place. Uh, she I didn't water the plants either. Yeah, plants are dead and lizards on the wall. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about uh, talking about food, talking about uh, travel and uh, how food was kind of the, the central theme of this trip. Um, whether or not it's been a detriment on my physical appearance or not. Well, uh, that's Mate, you're looking for, better uh, than ever in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, healthy, full of life. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I thought you were going to segue into something then. I thought that's what that, would be, that was building well, to. I was, seeing, I was interested actually, to see where that was going. we were going to kind of segue. Um, I mean, d- we could wrap up my European trip, but uh, I feel like we should talk about uh, uh, something more Vancouver local, who uh, a traveler for food, which is uh, the Otter. Yeah. Big oh, it's yes. been uh, Headlines. <laughs> reappearing again. Watergate 2019. So, uh, yeah, what was it? A year and a half ago, there was an otter. A year who, ago, it was almost exactly this time last oh, year, apparently. Yeah, so, so an yeah. otter came up from False Creek, wandered his way across. Or her way. Or her way. Um, yeah, way. do not know the uh, the gender of the otter. Non-binary. But um, wandered its way from False Creek into the nearby uh, Dr. Sun Yat-san Park, which has a koi pond, and devoured all of the fish. Yeah. yeah, so I just read an article last year. It was like 16 yeah. fish that it ate, and now it's come back. I don't know if it's the same otter. I like <laughs> to think that it is. I do because too, they, ne- yeah. they never found, they never trapped no. the original. So I think it's this one, of course, and he yeah. comes comes once a year. Because now 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 it knows where to mm-hmm. where to uh, where to come, well, 16, should I not have said. 16 casualties last year. Uh, what's the death toll this year? Uh, I think it's just left a couple of the, the juveniles. I think all the adults are pretty much gone. And I, it's a couple of, each koi is worth like a 
couple of thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. They're they, super expensive. They they're brought in from China, right? I'm pretty sure everything in them gardens are from yeah, from authentic imported. Yeah, authentic. So, and when they transport in the the survivors somewhere else, that's what I heard. Maybe sure. I'm, not, I'm not too sure. He, he's still on the prowl. So. There's a trauma center set up for the fish. They were like wrapped <laughs> in little blankets, so they're like it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. I watched my friends getting eaten in front of me. Yeah, it's, for life. It's, it's like people getting taken out of like a like a war zone, basically. Yeah. This is a little trembling. But they've tr- they've tried to add like prop like steel gates and secured the area, and it's oh it's God. still gotten in, and they can't they can't trap it. So, so how do we feel about this otter? Are we are we pro like you know winter's coming? This little guy needs to, you know, fatten itself up for the winter, much like myself. Or um, <laughs> do we uh, do we feel like the city should be preventing the otter from eating these koi? Um, well, I don't know. Where does the funding for this garden come from? Well, that's true. I don't think you've got to have are some these, restraint, haven't you? When these koi get replaced, is it coming out of our taxpayer dollars? That's what <laughs> that's I want to know. The real question, the sure. real question, Mike. I feel like it's some kind of cover-up. I feel like it's a bit of a <laughs> oh, conspiracy. <okay>. Yeah. What, <laughs> nah. people stealing the koi and uh, black I don't market? Know. I'm like, not too sure. I don't know if it's... Uh, you're going to have your Vegemite and your, <laughs> your, your koi cart <laughs> on the, in yeah. the black market of Vancouver. Well, do people eat koi? Uh, a bit of cart. I'm not sure. I don't know. They're popular to catch. Because... I mean, are they finding the remains of the dead koi or are the koi just disappearing and they're blaming an otter? What if the otter is using as cover, people are going in, stealing the koi, selling them on the black market for food purposes. And using the funds to take down the Cedar Sky gondola. It it all ties in. It really does. Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) It's a conspiracy corner once again. Yes. Oh, Um, my gosh. I think I'm only I think I'm only team otter simply because are otters introduced to this area or are they native to the west coast? I think yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. so I'm yeah, team yeah. otter then. Fuck the introduced fish. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's our they're fault. arrogant fish as well. Oh look at me, two thousand yeah, dollars. Oh, they're decorative fish, really, right? <laughs> but yeah. the otter could go out of their way a little bit to go and get some salmon, which is coming in droves back, mm, rather than yeah. going into a you know a private garden. And- but um, it's it's clearly coming from False Creek because that's kind of the nearest major body oh yeah. of water, right? Mm. Yeah, they they uh, slap and along the the seawall there into people's fountains at those residential apartments, yeah. so they're like bathing in the fountains. And mm-hmm. then next step, said they slap into yeah, you know their feet slap along the congo. <laughs> so yeah, if you're, you're down there in the evening. You can Do you think they should make a um, another pond and fill it with salmon as a bit Ooh. of a decoy? Ooh, pond. Yeah. That one. You see, decoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <We got> it. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't pollute False Creek so much so that there'd actually be fish in there for the otters to go eat. Yeah, I mean, I remember like two summers ago they promised that it was going to be swimmable, like by the end of the summer. Okay. And it's still definitely no. E. coli. Not we that. covered the E. coli. Yeah, we haven't yeah. spoken about it for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was watching a, a promotional tourism film for Vancouver, 1976, and it's all the people swimming in there, and I was like, oh, pre E. coli days. Yeah. And it's what a time yeah. to be alive. But wouldn't that have like been when False Creek was really at its most heavily polluted because it was all industrial along yeah, False Creek back it, then. That was pre Granville Island. I mean, yeah. none of them people in the video are alive, so <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been as covered then. I guess like now, it's like so someone uh, gets in their E. coli straight away all yeah. over the news. Well, what do you on got? the internet? Yeah, and what do you guys think? Are you, are you otter or koi? 
I, I'm feeling for the koi, to be honest. <gasps> oh, well, okay. I know. Pro koi. I'm, I'm taking the yeah, taking the uh, the hot take there. But yeah, as I say, if it's for sustenance and that that otter's got to take, yeah, they've got to look after themselves. They got to mm-hmm. sell for their family. They have got mouths to feed. We get that. But those koi, they never never asked for it, did they? Yeah, James is um, not koi about his opinion. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm Team Otter. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we have good stuff. Fight to survive, you know. I wonder if it's. Do they even know if it is one otter? Could be a. I have no idea. They need to set up some like infrared trail cams, which I'm sure they've probably already done. But I kind of want to see some footage just, just to know. You know, you know me. I like some hard evidence. Yeah. (laughs) If I don't have hard evidence, I'm gonna. Continue to think that it's a conspiracy. They creep in. But yeah, Absolutely. if it is the same otter though, so two years on the trot, 16 eaten last year, I just think you've got to have a bit of restraint. So, um, you know, otter, you've got to do what you've got to do. But, mm. you know, leave, leave some of them. Leave some of them. Well, they left two juvenile, didn't yeah. they? They're now trembling. Should have given that Scared. advice to Eric before he went to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. No, I, I do like to think that it is the same otter. I think that makes for a better... A Absolutely. Yeah, I like that they they've got a bit more character as well. Yeah. Every time we go past that garden now, I mean, I'm still telling last year's story. So now it's like we got another yeah. one. It's still happening, ongoing. We'll give you an update next it's week. It's an ongoing saga. But I heard you can you can buy. They made T-shirts up. Oh, I'm sure they and did. And then you can um, the proceeds go to building funds to restock the the koi pond. Well, now okay. that Canuck the crow is gone, we need a new aggressive local animal to get behind, right? Yeah, yeah I, s- I saw a. I don't really know the story about Canuck the fucking crow, but I saw a um, a missing poster in the Starbucks at uh, at Horseshoe Bay for and the crow. It was like a ten thousand dollar reward. Oh wow, yeah. for a crow. Well, the owners be really bonded with it. It's like losing mm. a part of the family. Mm. Ten thousand yes. dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's no a bit kidding. excessive. <laughs> it is, um, a bit, isn't it? Do we but know the lifespan of a crow? Nice. Could he have just maybe lived out? Eight years. That's what I thought. Eight why years. do they think that it was? Why do they think it's suspicious? Yeah, like you know, could have easily just could have migrated, he's a, he's died pub- in the middle of the forest. He's a public yeah. figure, so there's a bit more. He is. He's a very well liked crow. <laughs> Let's see. Vancouver kind of has a funny history of like aggressive animals. We all get behind, like the bears at Grouse Mountain, are, you know well known to be friendly. But uh, there's that one story about. When they tried to uh, intermingle them with the wolves, they had what were they, what were they thinking? What so were they thinking? For those unfamiliar, um, the two grizzly bears that live up at Grouse Mountain, Grinder and Kula, love those guys. Um, they also were a sanctuary for wolves, and as an experiment, uh, several years ago, they decided to cohabitate the wolves and the grizzly bears with the reasoning being that you know oh wolves and grizzlies they're both apex predators they don't typically cross paths in the wild and they wouldn't really compete over food because they have different eating habits and all these all this thought that i'm sure went into it before they decided to put the wolves in with the grizzlies um but uh i don't know how long they lasted well well they're not there yeah, though they're 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 not uh, cohabitating anymore because in front of a crowd of onlookers, um, I think it started over an argument over a bone or something that was in the habitat. Uh, Grinder and Kula dismembered one of the wolves. Mm. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you know, one of our work colleagues actually yeah. actually saw. Her. Yeah, she witnessed yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So, oh, bro. yeah, yeah, and and then after that, they got some more wolves, but they put them at the bottom of the mountain. Yes. Yeah, the timber yeah. wolves, weren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. timber wolves. The last one passed away. I think now, twenty. 14, 2013. Oh. Yeah. Couple of, no more. 50, yeah. Yeah. But there was a big media cover up for the uh, 
the wolf death too. Oh yeah. Apparently Grouse Mountain like tried to pay off all the people who saw it oh, and kind of the hush. put a lot of hush money into it. And mm. then the story got out anyway. They looked we even worse for it. We're definitely not going to be sponsored by Grouse Mountain. No. <laughs> no. Well, someone hey, asked no, me. We put, them on the, we put them on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Tourist attractions. It's got some good yeah. grace in their books. Yeah. I was up at Grouse pretty recently. Actually, someone asked me, excuse me, where are the wolves? And again, mm. I, actually, I did look it up. It was 2015 that the last one passed away. Yeah, I thought, okay. I thought it was about a year after. Yeah, but they were, really dis- they were really disappointed. They are like, oh, but I saw it on the website. And I was just What's like... What's still on the... Uh, it's not, though, because I, I, I looked at it in front of them. They just read the top thing about Timberwolves. Yeah. And then at the end, it says, oh, okay. unfortunately, the last one, it was, uh, he was older in age and passed away. I've heard them mm. talk about that in the tram ride before, but someone must have got a talking ah. to because it, it would have only been like two years ago. It's like, if you look carefully, you might be able to see one of our resident wolves at the bottom. <laughs> Like, got the old training video yeah um, but a little update on Canuck actually and Mikey you said you've never heard of him um, so let's let's just introduce you to something here he gained fame for stealing a knife from an East Vancouver crime scene yes oh yeah that's okay. a famous okay. picture of the crow with the knife yeah, is, that the knife. Is, yeah. that, is that real is that picture real photoshop no it's real but he was last no. seen August the 30th the knife is probably the length of the crow. Yeah, it's like a little steak knife. From beak to tail, it would be the... Yeah, it is a steak knife, yeah. No mistake in that. That's... <laughs> um, that is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, so Canuck, he's out there somewhere, but there was a hoax, uh, that believed to be a hoax, that someone posted a picture of a dead crow, and then oh. they're saying that... It just trying to, you know, jam up. So it says, did someone find Canuck the crow's dead body, or is it a hoax? That was October the 8th. So there's rumours about this. So whether he comes back unharmed, safe and sound, is yet to be seen. Be uh, well, Canuck. What happened yeah, to the well. um, the original crime? Did the person get off because, like, the scene had been tampered with? Or, yeah. You know, did, did, did you know what did he testify? that crime was even about or something? I don't know. Well, sure, just a crows are well known for their murders. So, so uh, I want to look up the um, the lifespan. There you go. So of well, a crow, American crow, uh, which probably Canuck comes under that banner, seven to eight years. But an Australian raven, twenty-two years. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're small. They're small. They're bigger here. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're massive. They're they're smaller back in Australia, I think. But the common raven, 10 to 15 years. I love the r- live research that's going on right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, Crow Corner that's okay. has now commenced. But, but uh, yeah, Canuck be well, as Eric said. He's, yes. he's out there somewhere wishing you a safe return. Yes, absolutely. Do you guys know about the uh, the crow migration that happens between Vancouver and Burnaby? I, I've seen it. I've heard it. It time. is insane. I used to live out in Burnaby, and uh, every evening, like clockwork, Hundreds upon hundreds of crows to the point where it's actually... I went to BCIT for school. Thousands. Yeah, thousands. Thousands thousands of crows. Um, BCIT's mascot is is the crow because they have big sports fields there and literally, like, there's hardly any visible grass when they all come in in the evening. So All the crows just hanging out. Do they do they nest for the evening? Is that what they're going back for? It must be, but they all fly into Vancouver... Yeah, in a huge line. Yeah, yes. covering all it's of crazy. the telephone wires. It's they're insane. just surrounded in downtown as well. They're yeah. all over downtown. Like yeah. Drake Street gets mm-hmm. heavy, heavy crow coverage. And then in the evening, they all move back to Burnaby. Mm. It's, uh, it's cool. <laughs> well, if you have any uh, crow-related knowledge, uh, please. please relay it to us. We don't want to have to research live on air anymore. How did we get so, to this point? Well, we yeah. talked about you know otters, koi carp, wolves, bears, yeah. and crows. So there we go. Oh, my. Well, <laughs>
good biology lesson <laughs> for everybody, I guess. Otters and grizzlies and crows. Oh, my. Oh my. Yes. Um, well, what else is going on in Vancouver at the moment? Uh, we have got Remembrance Day. Yeah, Monday. we've got Remembrance Day cover, uh, coming up. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, anything to say about that? Yeah, that it used to be. Um, it used to be my worst day of the year. Why um, is that? I didn't fight in world uh, in a war or anything like that. Believe it or not, uh, but okay. it was because uh, I might have mentioned it one or twice. I was an exceptional trumpet player um, <laughs> back in my high school days. Yeah, and mentioned weekly um, at school we uh, we would have a, a ceremony for Remembrance Day, mm-hmm. and uh, I would have to play the uh, the last post um which yes. is usually played on a on a bugle there's the the last last post then you do like a minute silence and then there's the revali um to finish it off and so i'd be playing this in front of like a thousand people and this is in high school you know and you get one note slightly wrong <laughs> and you're gonna get ripped into for like the rest of the week, people like just give you so much shit. So I absolutely hated it because it's it's dead quiet. It's only you playing. And so mm-hmm. if you make the slightest mistake, everybody knows and it's just going to be a miserable week. So I used to suffer serious anxiety yeah, uh, leading up um, to it. But also at the same time, it was, a, it was an honour to, to be able to do it. Um, and there was one year where... The, the music director organised me to go around to all the neighbouring primary schools and play for their Remembrance Day ceremonies wow. as well. So I got like the whole morning off of school <laughs> and I just went to like five different primary schools wow. to, play the, to play the last post. Well, the reach continues because, um, you know, you talked about the old people's homes you used to play at. Now it's, you know, every, yeah, every, yeah. Week, every week you reveal a little more. A little of bit more of my uh, trumpet playing trumpet days. Trumpet playing. He yeah. wasn't kidding. Um, so it kind of brings back. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I remember uh, the remem- Remembrance Day assembly at my school one year, and any any students who were like cadets had to put on their entire, you know, uniform, and they'd go and they'd carry the flags up, and they'd stand at the front during the moment of silence and everything. But one year, it actually like really startled everyone during the moment of silence. Uh, one one girl fainted oh, <laughs> in really? front of like the entire school, like over a thousand people, and. Uh, she fainted. It was a pretty, pretty yeah, tense moment. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> <laughs> He's I don't flashing know. <laughs> back. To the, well, she stayed silent. So but, she uh, did. She did. I guess it's, it's the it's it's how it goes for the rest of the crowd because like, people want to attend to her and they've got to tell people. And exactly. Did you break the silence or do you help the fainted girl? Like I guess it was cutting a, the a tension. Silent. It was. <laughs> yeah, it can't happen. I wonder. Quite the moment did, was it revealed what it was related to? Is she just was. Might have been anxiety. Yeah. She wasn't playing the trumpet or anything say, like that. But uh, <laughs> trumpet wasn't prepared. Yeah, and I think we outsourced the trumpet player at my school as well. It was never anyone like who actually went to the school. I mean, you had to be pretty good to be able to do it. So yeah. couldn't just get anyone, mate. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> nice flex. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there was at, at my school no trumpet. Just a nope. little, just up on the stage in the main hall and moment of silence. No budget for the trumpet player. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So disrespectful if you ask me. But uh, this Monday, we'll be getting a rousing rendition from Mikey on Trump. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's okay. <laughs> okay. I think this is probably going to come out after Remembered Stays. So uh, uh, yeah. We'll don't, have to don't, see. Don't ruin the magic. Anyways. Um, yeah. I think that just about wraps things up for this week. Well. Yeah. We were just doing a little catch up for, for Eric coming back. Yep. 
things are back to normal under the strict guidelines. Under the yeah. strict now. rigid guidelines. Back on track. Yeah. No more political incorrectness. Just nope. sharpen all sharpen <laughs> all that up. Yeah. Well I don't know. like that you guys are just portraying <laughs> me as this like that's why we do it, because we know you don't like it. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Just uh, pushing the buttons. I but, guess uh, so. But, uh, yeah, it, well, it's been a, a you know few weeks. It was great to have you over the phone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was nice to call in a couple times, uh, drinking two-euro bottles of wine and oh, yeah. uh, annoying yeah. the other people at the hostels I was staying at. Yeah, were well, you just in, like, your room when you were calling in for them two weeks? or? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. In, in, uh, in my room. Yeah. And Sabine was... Oh, yeah, because you went out on the balcony a couple of times. Yeah, just, I think she was downstairs. Oh, okay. Just rolling yeah. her eyes like, oh, fuck. Absolutely. For a, just looking for cups in the hostel. Complete kitchen. disapproval. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. yeah, great to have you back in person. Yep. And we have got a few good episodes lined up, as always. But this, yeah. uh, we're not sure about our sequencing, our, our order of release at the moment. But we are about to go and record. You'll hear them when you hear them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got, uh, yeah. That's uh, what I always say. Yeah, we've got some great <laughs> guests coming into the winter season, everyone. Uh, if you know someone or you would like to be on the show, um, you can inquire about that at livingabroadcast at gmail.com. Once again, we promise that we're going to try to use our social media a little bit more. And uh, now that we've got a decent release catalog behind us, going to start kind of making the push to uh, some people, maybe maybe get some cross-promotion with uh, businesses we don't reveal their secrets about wolves being dismembered. Um, <laughs> I think there's quite a few places in Vancouver that haven't had that happen, and we're not going to blow up their cover <laughs> to yeah. our millions and millions of uh, listeners. Well, have we got any... Uh, have we ever had a tweet, just out of interest? Uh, once, to Elon Musk. He never replied, he never so replied, I, I'm yeah. still waiting on it. Well, if you want to be our first tweet... Did he tweet. actually do that? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I thought that was a joke. No. Oh, he meant it. He meant it. He meant it. Still no, hurts. no, no. But I thought we were going to get some updates as well, you know, some, some nice photos of you in Europe, but... yeah. Uh, I don't know. Chop the ball. It's got one. a backlog. I, I really did. Well, you're leaving us <laughs> so already. You're, you're you're back for this brief little window. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're we're recording on my when one day back in Vancouver before I head to LA for another week. But uh, you know, again, that'll all be kind of said and done with by the time you're hearing this. So uh, another catch up about might that. get a little LA update. Uh, but if you want to be our first tweet, uh, you can contact us on Twitter. So hashtag <laughs> yeah. living abroad. Yeah, pod. I might see it. Living abroad pod. And on Instagram, it will be Living a Broadcast. So, uh, yes. yeah, please contact us if you've got anything to share. We All will right. read that on the next episode. Yep. So uh, that's been Living a Broadcast for this week. Uh, I've been Eric. I've been James. Mikey. And... Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Just remember that.